Health experts have major concerns about the foods we eat. Wrong foods and ingredients are a major cause of obesity and related problems like heart disease, diabetes, and cancer. I'm Richard Hunt. Of course, no one person can tackle that problem, but one person is making efforts in a unique way. Mike Teal is the owner of Rayleigh's, a grocery chain with more than 100 stores in western states. One of the first areas of concern for Teal to tackle, too much sugar. We started looking at categories within the supermarket and said, okay, we've eliminated the candy from the registers. We've eliminated the sugar-laden sodas from the registers. Where do we go next? So we looked at all the categories in the store, and we said cereal. That's a big category, a lot of volume, and it affects a lot of children. So we looked at that category, and we made a determination that, okay, let's just set a level where these items fall in a category where it's just outrageously too high a sugar. And we took those products that um, met that criteria, and those are high-volume items. Everybody's buying those. And we moved them down to the bottom shelf because that's the death zone <laughs> in the grocery industry. You do not want to be on the bottom shelf. You know, and as we expected, we got an outcry at first when we reached out to talk to our customers before we made this move. And they said, well, why are you putting it on the bottom shelf? That's where all the kids are. They're like, right there. You know, and we said, yeah, yeah we, we get that, but we don't think it's going to increase the volume, it's going to decrease the volume. And sure enough, that's what we're finding. The, the volume of those products are declining, and the healthier choices, which we put right at eye level, are increasing. So if a customer wants to buy that product, they still can. We're not trying to force them to make a decision. We're just making it a little bit more difficult. And we'll do that in other categories in the store in the future. Of course, you are in business to make a profit. You're the owner of Rayleigh's. Is this costing you dollars profit at this point? Um, I wouldn't say it's costing us because I think what it's doing is it's building brand image that we are there to be an advocate for the consumer and we care about your health and we're, we want to position ourselves as a trusted advisor in this area and this does that for us. Sure, when we took soda out of the registers, the dollars that came out of those shelf, shelf space went down. The retail dollars, the top amount of sales, went down. But what our manufacturers found out is their margins went up. We were selling healthier items that had more profit, and so they made out better. So the top sales went down, but there was more profit. And as long as we can keep demonstrating that, that's an incentive for not only retailers, but manufacturers to make these changes and lead the way. Mike Teal has an ongoing series on YouTube called Minute with Mike, where he offers insight about what's in our food and what shouldn't be. And he does not take it easy on food makers when he shares his concerns. Mike sees himself as an advocate for the consumer food we eat or don't eat is really important to our overall health. And so as we began to look at um, what we do here in the industry, in the supermarket industry, and, and how we go to market, how we promote products, we re realize that 
and we were part of the problem, and I wanted to be part of the solution. So we started looking at our products, where they're placed, how we promote them, and we started with the sugar um, because it's so prevalent in so much of our uh, products that we sell. In fact, it's very difficult for today's consumer to even shop a store and not be inundated with products that have sugar in them. Um, there are places in the store that's sugar-free, but um, it's a difficult situation. In some of your YouTube videos, which you've done, you've talked about hidden sugar. What, what is that exactly? Well, there's a lot of different names for sugar. Um, you've got uh, white sugar, cane sugar, dextrose, uh, sucrose, and so on. And they can all be broken up and individually uh, labeled within the ingredient list. And it, what it does is it pushes sugar out further as from the first ingredient. And many times it, it could be way up there at the very beginning, but you don't realize it because three or four items within the ingredient list may be a sugar. There's also the naturally occurring sugars that, that uh, wouldn't be listed as an ingredient. They'd be a carbohydrate, although the ingredient deck does list out uh, the new ingredient decks that are being released um, on products do break out the naturally occurring sugar because they have to list added sugar. And while that's been delayed within the FDA, many companies like Rayleigh's have taken their private label products and we are, we're going ahead and breaking out the added sugar so a customer can see how much added sugar is in a product. As, as a business person and a person obviously interested in, in the health of consumers and wanting to get the word out and so forth, how do you come up with a strategy for this? Well, for me, it was part of the decision to acquire the business from the family. I knew that taking this business on, as significant as it is, would require a lot of time. And as you can see, I'm not the youngest guy anymore, and I wanted to stay engaged. And I was thinking about, well, what would keep me engaged in the business? I also knew that intuitively with all the changes that are going on in the world, you need to be a little disruptive. You, you've got to, today's consumer is looking almost for that, that really significant point of difference. And so I thought, well, looking back on my life, I saw a thread that was woven through it and several milestones, and they all involved either alternative medicine or healthy living, and as I aged, wanted to be a vital person, and I thought, you know, that will get me engaged. And I realized, as I dug into that deeper and tried to turn that into a business plan, I realized that our industry was part of the problem, which led me to the decision, okay, how can we be part of the solution? And that's how we develop this, what we hope is disruptive enough mission to really make people think about what they're eating and realizing that food is medicine and medicine is food and, and what you consume or what you don't consume can make a big difference in your life. We're talking with Mike Teal, the owner of Rayleigh's. Rayleigh's is a third generation family business dating back to its first store in Placerville, California, 1935. Today, the company owns and operates close to 130 stores, including Rayleigh's, Bel Air Markets, and Knob Hill Foods. They employ more than 11,000 people. I understand that there's like a list of banned ingredients that, that your company's developed. Could you tell us about that? 
Well, I wouldn't claim that we developed it. We've there's other uh, retailers out there that have had banned ingredient lists, and we just looked at that list and added to it. Yeah, there's a lot of um, items that find their way into manufactured products that that meet the FDA requirement, but probably are not that good for you. And the most recent one is that we we talked about eliminating the sheer is carrageenan. Um, it's a natural product. You know, it's seaweed. It's red seaweed. And it's used as a filler and as a thickener, uh, mostly for like nut melts and things like that, to give consistency and, and palate to it. But it's also used in research to induce inflammation. And as you and I know at our age, <laughs> we don't want more inflammation, so why consume that? At 39? <laughs> yeah, 39. <laughs> so, so we've decided to eliminate that product from all of our private label products. You will not find that in any of our private label products in addition to the other 100 or so items. And every, as technology increases and as knowledge increases and we find other items that we think, yeah, maybe this isn't so good for you, uh, we could probably find a better uh, substitute. We'll eliminate it, and we'll add it to our banned ingredient list. And do, yes, it does make a difference. But this list is a great example of how we're changing the way the world eats one plate at a time. So private label products. As retailers, we band together sometimes, and we go to a manufacturer, and we say, we want you to produce this product for us. Will you do that? Well. That's great, and we do that a lot, but when we went to the group and said, we don't want this ingredient in there, they said, sorry, we can't do it because it's gonna cost more. We don't want to add cost to our product. So we said, okay, then we're gone. We're gonna pull out of the group. And a few weeks later, they came back and said, well, maybe we can do without this ingredient because it increases their cost if we leave. So everybody in that group had a better, cleaner deck on certain products because we took a stand. And that's how you change the, the, the world one plate at a time. I had noticed on, on LinkedIn that Rayleigh's is wanting to disrupt the grocery industry. So you're seeing some success there. Yes, we are. And we're being disrupted. <laughs> you know, it's, it's a world that's like upside down in many, many ways. And, and you never know which way is up or down anymore. But because it changes so quickly, but that's part of that's part of how you can become successful, is finding that thing which will set you apart from all the others. And we've chosen the health of our customers to do that. And I think that's a good choice. Uh, I think it'll help uh, uh, this company leave a legacy of making the right decisions for the consumer's help. And that's what I'd like to see happen. In reading up about your, your history, your, your personal history, your professional history, that you started out as, as a bagger. So you've kind of come all the way up in the business. Can you just give us a little idea about the foundational years? Okay. So, yeah, I was born in this business. My grandfather, Tom Raley, started it. And there was a lot of, lot of debates around the dinner table about um, the products we sell or things like that, not from a health perspective, but just how do we do business and what it means to be in a family business and uh, how, do, how do you build loyalty with a customer and, and build loyalty with your team members because without your team members, without your customers, without your suppliers, you're nothing. And so those were all very important things to us as a business. And I, um, I pushed carts when I was 14 here in Sacramento at a grand opening of a store, which back in those days were big things. You had celebrities show up and things like that. But 
uh, and always worked in a department when I was of, of age in the summer. I had a summer job, either as a bagger or a clerk eventually, and then in the produce department. And there isn't, I think, the only department I did not work in was the meat department. Couldn't handle all the swear words. <laughs> And it was really cold, too. <laughs> so I, I, I kind of had the business in my blood. And I spent many, many years rejecting it, trying to run away from it and pushing it away. And so I had a, you know, out of college, I had a career here for maybe six years. And I eventually left um, because I just didn't see a place for me. I didn't have the confidence, self-confidence. And my dad was in his prime, and the CEO at the time was in his prime, and those executives were running the company, and I could never you know, reach their heights. And I left the business to strike out on my own. And um, I learned a lot during those six years, a lot about what it takes to, to uh, raise a family out on your own. And it kind of built a sense of, okay, how am I going to be successful here in this world? Because I was pushing away the family business. And I eventually got to the place where I said, you know what? Why am I kicking against the pricks here? Why, why, why not accept the blessing that God has given to me and by allowing me to be born into this family? And I embraced it. And my time away from the business taught me that I had some gifts that I could give and utilize within this business. And that's when I finally came back to the business and went on a training program and eventually became chief operating officer of the company and then became its president and then became its CEO. Uh, and now I, I was given the opportunity to acquire the company and build, uh, continue to build the family legacy. And that's the story of how I got into this business. <laughs> All right, from the bottom up. And, yeah, yeah, right. yeah. So continuing a bit philosophically, let's say someone's listening today, maybe a younger person who's looking at career paths and education and what do I want to do and so forth. Do you have any like, you know, nuggets of, of wisdom in today's economy and today's society that, you know, for someone who would like to make a difference, have a successful career and family, you know, any ideas? Well, my grandfather always said, and this is what kind of pushed me out of the business a little bit, do what you, do what you like. Enjoy, you know, you got to enjoy what you're doing. And if you don't enjoy it, don't do it. And I really didn't like the grocery business. You know, it wasn't something that I really, you know, when I wanted to go spend my time um, having fun, I didn't think about going to the store. My grandfather did. He loved it. He loved being in the store and being with people. So, so I eventually learned that there are things I can do within this business that are fun. And I, I developed that. I developed those talents of giving people opportunity. That gave me joy, seeing people have opportunity to, to improve themselves and do better. And I built on that. And when I was able to acquire the company and really set its direction um, and, and make a change in the world in the health arena, then that really gave me great joy. So you may not really like what you're doing, but if you can find something in there that you do like, pursue it. Um, but life's too short not to be having some fun and enjoy what you do. So you've got to have fun and you've got to like what you're doing. 
And some good food. Yeah, and have some good food along the way, yeah. <laughs>